independence, and I don't recall that glorious document saying anything about all Democrat men are created equal. I believe it says all men are created equal. And welcome to the main event. They open up with that clip from a movie called Philadelphia, slightly edited there. Um, you know, for those of you who haven't seen it, you know, uh, and and I'm using it specifically because of all the fraud and everything that's going on, and especially in Philadelphia and Pencil, the whole state of Pennsylvania, uh, isolated to Philadelphia and Pittsburgh uh, mostly. And uh, and then I, that song was uh, Billy Joel Allentown. Hey, you know what? Uh, they never taught us what was real iron and coke, chromium and steel. And, uh, we're waiting here in Allentown for the Pennsylvania. We never found, you know what? It's just, uh, Pennsylvania being the hot spot, the big prize, uh, for the swing States that are being fought for. Cause it's got 20 electoral votes, um, compared to, uh, I think Georgia's 16 and I think Michigan is 16 or 15 and, uh, Michigan is, or Wisconsin is 10. And uh, whichever one did I leave out? Uh, North Carolina. North Carolina's 15, I think. Did I already say that? North Carolina's 15. Anyway, regardless, it's, uh, you know, I've, I thought about this last week. I, uh, Scott and I were on the show and I'm saying, you know what? I just don't know if I'm in the mindset. People are looking for us to give them some, some uh, clear perception of what's going on and make them feel better or make them feel a little bit clearer. And I don't know if I'm in the mindset. I almost said, Scott, you do the show because uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just too angry to, to come on there. And, uh, happily, uh, when I was, when happily it worked out, worked out well, I've gotten a lot of positive comments for, our, for, uh, what they heard last week. Um, but today, today I'm, uh, I've taken a deep cleansing breath. I'm uh, more focused and I have uh, better clarity as to, uh, what's really happening and where we go from here. And I'm glad that I'm not in Trump's shoes. And I'm glad, and I say, hey, you know what? I, I'm 59. I know that I'm in. I'm not smart enough or in in good enough shape to be the president. And based on the way I see Trump doing, he's going, going. He's like the Energizer Bunny. He just goes and goes and goes. Sleeps four hours, and uh, and I don't. I don't think I have the energy to do that. Maybe there's something about it that I don't know. Like maybe uh, he takes a nap on Air Force One between rallies, and maybe he, you know, maybe there's something that that uh, and you know maybe he gets a back rub and a and a gourmet dinner in in between in between each each uh, a big event. I don't know, but it just to me that doesn't seem like a pace I would want to work at at my age, and certainly not uh, 15 years older than me. 
And uh, so uh, people should know there's no way Biden is capable of that. There's no way. There's no way that that. I just can't believe that that many people voted voted for Biden. Even Democrats had to look had to look at that guy on the screen and go, "Is this the best thing for for me? Is the best thing for our country? Is the best thing for me? Does this guy look like we could trust him? You know, I'm going to trust him with you know all that all those taxes I pay. Can I trust this guy to uh, to uh, handle my money? You know, I don't mind I don't mind paying taxes. I mean, I don't like paying taxes, but if we're going to do it, I want to make sure it's going to better our country, to help people that are less fortunate, um, that can't help themselves, pay our cops, pay our military, uh, pay for our uh, infrastructure, our fire, our our police, our firemen, uh, teachers to teach right, not to teach people how to be Democrats, um, but to how to how to give them some some real knowledge, and. I just don't, you know, I trust Trump to make, to make uh, right decisions because he's been a businessman and I just don't trust Biden. He doesn't even know which way is up. And especially after all we learned about how he used his position to enhance his, him and his family financially. Um, why would you trust a guy like that? You know, a guy, a guy that's capable of stealing, stealing from, uh, from the country once will do it again. If you have no ethics, then you have no ethics. You can't get a good deal from a bad guy. Hear that? Let me say it one more time. You can't get a good deal from a bad guy. Biden is a bad guy. He's shown it. He has accomplished nothing, and he's done a whole bunch of stuff that was bad that is all crystal clear to us now. So anyway, I'm going to talk about uh, in more detail uh, everything that's going on this week and everything that you should be uh, paying attention to. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and there are fantastic opportunities, the rates are still staying low. Um, I don't know what the, uh, what the coming weeks will, will, uh, will, how they will affect interest rates, um, from the standpoint of what happens when it starts turning, turning and the people start going crazy and there's uncertainty and we're going to have recounts and all that stuff. But, you know, the rates are still good. I think long-term, long-term, they're going to stay good for at least, uh, several, several more months. Um, but I think we're going to have some some uh, hiccups where things will get worse and uh, in the stock market and in the bond market. But if you're interested in finding out if it's a good time for you either to buy or refinance, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get some information from me, but you don't want to talk on the phone, uh, go to edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net. Click on the Summit Funding logo. Put in as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from myself or one of my talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Cody Bradbury, Brian Goodman, or Lance Keisha or Vlad Kinzer, and we will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle, whether that's buying a piece of property that you don't already own or taking a property that you do own, refinancing it, or helping you see the benefits of that wonderful financing tool called a reverse mortgage if you're over 62, 855-640-2020 or edhoffman.net. Um, if you want any part of this uh, show repeated, you can uh, get the podcast on edhoffman.net. Click on the podcast page. You'll hear this show. You can see this show as well as several past shows available for you on demand. You can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can subscribe for free and have it automatically download weekly to your, your uh, computer, your iPhone, your iPad, your iWatch, 
your your mini pad, your maxi pad, your puppy pad, anything you can listen to podcasts on and uh, listen to it whenever it's convenient for you. Um, follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long. Also, you can follow me on uh, Parlor now since I'm uh, preparing to exit Facebook. Um, follow me on Parlor. Uh, my handle on there is called at Big Ed Hoffman. Apparently, when I signed up, they gave me uh, Ed Hoffman 0269740201451245. And then I said, eh, there's too many Ed Hoffmans on here. So I just call me Big Ed Hoffman. So anyway, that's that's where I'm at. Um, the Facebook page for the show is still facebook.com slash the main event Ed Hoffman. And uh, what else did I leave out? I don't think anything. So let's talk about where the fraud is. The fraud for this uh, for this election is just is abundant. There's abundant fraud in this election, and not just because all the votes haven't been counted. Nationwide, 450,000 ballots have been cast in Biden's name with no other votes marked. No local candidates, no propositions, no congressmen, no senators, uh, no uh, no anything. 98,000 in Pennsylvania, 80, 80 to 90,000 in Georgia. 42,000 in Arizona, somewhere between 70 and 115,000 in Michigan and 62,000 in Wisconsin. Now realize the margin in Pennsylvania is what, 20,000 votes? The margin in Georgia is about uh, six or 8,000 votes. Margin in Arizona is 11,000 votes. Uh, Michigan, I don't remember what that was, but it's not, none of these, none of these states are very far. And you know, the thing that, that, that maddens everybody is that we went to bed Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, and Trump had a, almost an 800,000 uh, vote lead in Pennsylvania. And they just kept counting and counting and counting and counting until, until they finally got Biden ahead. Uh, Wisconsin was ahead 100, 180,000. And uh, when we went to sleep, four hours later when we woke up, uh, it was neck and neck. And, that whole, and all the 172,000 more votes for Biden and no more votes for Trump. And in uh, in uh, Michigan, it was uh, no more votes for Trump and 138,000 votes more for for Biden. Does anybody believe that's even possible? I don't think so. So this is where this is where everyone's kind of up in arms here. Some of the most obvious examples of fraud uh, in states where a Trump campaign is filing lawsuits. Let's start with Michigan. We already know people were voting twice by showing up to vote in person and submitting absentee ballots, which is why the president's team has filed a suit to stop absentees from being counted. And that's just the beginning of the fraud. And, uh, and I took my vote, I took my, my ballot into, I took my mail-in vote to the polling place and I was told that they tear yours in half and give you a new one. So I asked them at the polling place, okay, they put in all my stuff in the computer and say, okay, I said, are you supposed to tear this up? Am I supposed to tear it up? They go, no, because of COVID, you can take it home and shred it if you want, or we can do it if you want, if you'd rather. And, uh, I said, okay, I'll do it then, because I don't want anybody having access to it to to possibly change the uh, uh, change to actually vote it. So I took it home, and as as I'm leaving, as I'm leaving after I voted, um, I said, well, what takes keeps somebody from voting this? Uh, me just sending in. He goes, oh, we changed you on the computer. So so if you send that in, it'll, the computer will automatically kick it back. Okay, that makes sense to me. So I've been going on uh, voteinfo.com and checking. And as of two days later, it said uh, my my ballot was mailed out on September 28th, and it's still in the mail. And I checked it even yesterday, which was the 12th, and and it said, "Yep, your ballot's still in the mail." 
And I'm so I called the registrar of voters and she goes, well, you know what? Uh, hold on. Give me your info. Give me your address. Give me this. She goes, oh, yeah, you voted. I can see it on my system. And I said, well, why can you see it on your system? And I can't see it on mine. And she goes, uh, I don't know. Go to voteinfo.com. So I did it. Still says that. She goes, do you want to talk to a supervisor? I said, yes, I do. So she puts me on hold for about 15 minutes. And then she comes back. She says, well, you know, the supervisor said, check back in a week. Check back in a week. I said, well, you guys called the election four minutes after the polls closed. So I don't see how, how we're, a, we're a week and a half out now. And now I need to check back another week. And she goes, well, we have votes, votes to count. Maybe yours hasn't been counted yet. I said, you guys are pathetic. And then she hung up on me. So is it possible that things are going on that aren't right? Absolutely is. And it's probably not just these swing states. There's also a software glitch. Uh, mainstream media claims this is fake news. That's ironic. But it is, in fact, a glitch in the qualified voter file software, QVF, made by a company called Dominion, caused, by, caused at least 6,000 Republican votes to be counted as Democrat in Antrim County, Michigan, after the miscalculation was first reported by the county clerk. An investigation revealed, revealed 47 Michigan counties have experienced glitches with Dominion. And there's more. Uh, Donald Trump uh, tweeted out on Thursday, report, Dominion deleted 2.7 million Trump votes nationwide. Data analysis finds 221,000 Pennsylvania votes switched from President Trump to Biden. 941,000 Trump votes deleted. Uh, states using Dominion voting software systems switched 435,000 votes from Trump to Biden. Um, so apparently there's more to this. I always say, hey, if, if this was happening and it's happening across the, across the state, across many states, because I think 27 or 37 states use the same software, um, is this a glitch? I think it's probably one of the, one of the intended uh, features. Uh, we're also uh, learning about dirty poll tricks. Michigan attorneys are seeking a judge's order to block the certification of election results from Wayne County, which is where Detroit is. Their suit alleges that the county poll workers coached people how to vote, peeked at ballots to see how people voted before processing them, prevented Republican poll inspectors from watching by blocking windows and padlocking doors, changed the dates on ballots. The suit contains sworn affidavits from six poll workers. Here's the affidavit from a poll worker named Jesse Jacob. I directly observed on a daily basis city of Detroit election workers and employees coaching and trying to coach voters to vote for Biden and the Democrat Party. I witnessed these, these workers and employees encouraging voters to do a straight Democrat ballot, I wasn't, which, which is illegal. We even saw pictures of one of the, one of the polling places where they, they had a big, uh, a big sign where you walk in the door that listed who to vote for, Bi Biden, Harris, and it went down the line. It said, vote for these candidates. Um, which is illegal. We're not even allowed to wear a, a, a Trump shirt or a Trump mask or a Trump hat when you go in to vote um, or, or either side. But they were able to coach people on the inside. That just seems illegal to me. So uh, I was instructed by my supervisor to adjust the mailing date of absentee ballot packages uh, to be dated earlier than they were actually sent. The supervisor was making announcements for all workers to engage in this practice. I was instructed not to look at any signatures on the absentee ballots. I was instructed not to compare the signature on the absentee ballot with the signature on file. How else do you know that these things are real if you don't compare signatures? I was told to alter the information in the qualified voter file software to falsely show that absentee ballots had been received in time to be valid. I estimated this was done, done to thousands of ballots. 
if you listen to uh, to uh, Newsmax or probably some of the other stations, um, they're interviewing people from the city uh, from the uh, state of Texas that they looked at the uh, Dominion software and decided a couple years ago this wasn't sufficient. And some of the things they said is, hey, it it doesn't tabulate right. It switches switches votes from one side to the other. They even said that it wasn't secure. They said one of the workers uh, took a, a his his cell phone, plugged it in through the USB port, USB port in the computer, and was able to download right from the from the Dominion software into his cell phone. So, how secure should we have voting be? You know, so many so many people are worried about. Well, are we going to stop the Russian the Russian interference and the other countries from interfering in our vote? And to my knowledge, the only thing they alleged. Uh, for Russian interference was they were posting posting things on Facebook that weren't true. Imagine that. Imagine people posting things on the internet that aren't true. Well, it's on the internet. It must be true. Maybe not. We used to say the same thing on TV. Hey, I saw it on TV. It must be true. That was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So you have you have this uh, this company putting voting voting software in 27 or 37 states. That's not good. Maybe it wasn't just these states. But let's go to Arizona next. Uh, Democrats claim claim nothing to see here when Arizona uh, Arizona Trump voters complained they were given a sharpie to vote with. But guess what? Until this week, on the Arizona Democrat own uh, on the Arizona Democrat Party's own website, which is azdem.org, azdem.org, there was a uh, a posting on it, and it said important ballot information. Do I need a special pen to mark my ballot? It says a standard black or blue ballpoint pen is sufficient. And then it has in yellow, do not use red ink or permanent marker. This may result in a false false read by the ballot tabulation machines. Although the uh, Maricopa County put out a, a letter saying, oh, this is not true. That's the using the Sharpies is, is not a problem, but this is a widespread people complaining that, hey, they were given Sharpies. They were, because there was somebody outside of the polling place that was handing people ballpoint pens to, to vote with. And when they got in, they were told to, they were, they were took the, took the ballpoint pens and gave them a Sharpie and people were complaining about it. One girl on a video, most people have seen said, um, I did mine in ballpoint. And when we sent it through the ballot, it read it. And my friend used the Sharpie and they fed it through, they fed it through and it didn't, didn't read it at all. And they said, Oh, don't worry. We'll, we'll make sure, we'll make sure it gets taken care of later. And this is widespread, widespread. What's the, what is, what is the uh, point of this? And think about this, Martha McSally versus Mark Kelly for Senate, all the, the Republican congressmen across the state of, of Arizona, congressmen and congresswomen was all that big of a deal because the Democrats have the house. They have the majority in the house, but every single one of them was reelected. We have a Republican Senator in, in uh, Arizona, Martha McSally, and she seems to be fairly popular because when we were at the, the Trump rally, she and the governor walked in uh, with their uh, with their Secret Service people or whatever they call the people that their entourage. And everyone's going, yeah, they're clapping and say, Martha, all right. So that ta- that tells me that she's probably fairly popular. How do we know that 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 wasn't uh, skewed with as well? So let's talk about Georgia. They're done counting in Georgia, but Biden has a 14,000 vote lead. And the recount is already underway, thanks to Congressman Doug Collins. Bill Barr is sending investigators to Georgia, but the state election officials, uh, officials say voter fraud is just a fact of life we should all accept.
we are going to find that people did illegally vote. That's going to happen. There are going to be double voters. There are going to be people who shouldn't, did not have the qualifications of a registered voter to vote in this state. That will be found. Is it 10,353? Unlikely. But every election, as I've said, I think every day at this podium, is imperfect. Yeah, this is a fact of life. Like I've told the story many times that uh, Alan Greenspan said uh, in 2008 when I uh, was at a, uh, a seminar and he was a guest speaker. Somebody asked him, what, you, what do you do to prevent uh, fraud going on in the mortgage business going forward? And referring to the meltdown, he said, hey, fraud and corruption is a way of life and it's a byproduct. It's a byproduct of our freedoms in order for us to, to prevent that from happening again, we'd have to take away some of our freedoms. Okay. So I understand there's always going to be people taking advantage and, you know, voter fraud at a certain level is always going to be a fact of life, but not in a massive systematic fraud scheme like this is going, you know, this is, this is just unhinged in Georgia. There's a, in Georgia, there's a, a runoff, uh runoff election in January determined whether Republican control the Senate uh, if they keep them. Um, should we just accept fraud in that election too? I mean, this was the dress rehearsal for this runoff, uh, how, to get, how to get fraud going on and uh, seems to have worked pretty good. And so now we're going to have the, now they're going to have take their final exam in Georgia. Um, where do we be? So let's talk, let's talk about Pennsylvania, you know, and, and where do we begin here? First, they had a backdating operation to make ballots that were received after November 4th or November 5th, magically legal by changing the date to November 3rd. Uh, from the Hill, Senator Lindsey Graham has an affidavit from a postal worker named Richard Hopkins in the city of Erie. Hopkins said their postmaster told workers he was backdating postmarks on the ballots to make it appear as though ballots had been collected on November 3rd, despite them, them in fact being collected on November 4th and possibly later. Hopkins was ordered by the supervisors to collect and submit late ballots to the supervisor so the supervisors could do the backdating. This week, the Washington Post ran a story that said Hopkins recanted his statement. So Hopkins got on YouTube and set the record straight. My name is Richard Hopkins. I am the postal uh, employee who came out and whistle blew on the Erie PA Postal Service uh, postal office. I am right at this very moment looking at a article written written by Washington Post, says that I uh, fabricated the allegations of ballot tampering. I'm here to say that I did not recant my statements. That did not happen. That is not what happened. So he's saying that what didn't happen is he didn't recant it. He didn't manufacture that. So what he's saying is recanting his statement didn't happen he didn't say it didn't happen that they weren't uh, they weren't backdating dating those things. He said it straight. If you don't, if you haven't seen it, go on YouTube and look for uh, Richard Hopkins. It's all over the place. He's about a 31 year old uh, guy. He's wearing a uh, he's wearing a uh, a baseball cap, and uh, he's an ex marine and a patriot. So watch that so you know the truth and see if you think this guy's lying or if he's uh, too polished. Anyway, I'm all out of time for this half of the main event. Stay tuned for five minutes weather, traffic, and commercials, and we will be uh, back with more of what happened, what's happening last week. Welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. 
as I often tell, as I tell you every week, I don't talk a lot about refinancing, uh, real estate financing and uh, real estate on the show because uh, people just probably think it's boring if you're uh, not in the market or maybe if you don't think you're in the market. Uh, but if you are in the market or if you're wondering if you're in the market, there's uh, great opportunities out there while the rates are low. It's almost like free money. Call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net. Click on the Summit Funding logo. So before the break, we were uh, continuing to talk about the mess in Pennsylvania, which is why uh, using the Allentown, uh, the Allentown song this week. Um, and we're talking about all the uh, all the backdating and the uh, and the uh, the all other kind of fraud that's going on in in uh, Pennsylvania. So uh, Chief uh, or Supreme Court Justice uh, Samuel Alito uh, did a uh, did an order to Pennsylvania that they have to segregate the votes that came in after November third, um, which everything that I everything that I see says there's no way they're doing that because they're just mixing them up, and uh, and we'll talk a little bit about. Uh, what Rudy said was going on there. What Rudy Giuliani said, but let's uh, let's go on to uh, dead people. But so I, you know, I just don't, I don't think that a recount is going to be enough in Pennsylvania because I think there's too much of that stuff uh, put together, uh, too much of that of the 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 illegal votes mixed in with the legal votes. So it's not just not just doing that, um, but the uh, I think they're going to have to have a recount. But I'll tell you more. I'll tell you more on that in a second. Uh, let's go on to dead people voting. Trump surrogate Corey Lewandowski gave one example of a dead person voting in Pennsylvania, Denise Ondick, uh, who somehow got registered to vote the day after she died in October. Her application to vote was received on 1023, the day after she died. It was then mailed by the county back to her on 1024, 2020, two days after she had legally passed away. And the ballot was then received back at the county office on November 2nd, 2020. And when you go to the Secretary of State's website today, it says that she voted in this election, effective November 2nd, 2020, a full nine days after Miss Ondish of Allegheny County passed away. This is not, excuse me, this is not empirical. This is not anecdotal. This is hard evidence and if you do your jobs from the media, I'm sure you'll find additional examples. And this will be one of many that we will be filing with the court. Yeah, Tucker Carlson on his uh, show on Monday, it was Monday or Tuesday, uh, named, he, he went over the stories of about five or six of them. And then behind him showed a list of all these people in Pennsylvania that, that had died, showed their dates of death, showed their dates of death, showed the day they, they voted. And there must have been at least 30 or 40 of them on there that they went, here's their name, here's the date they died, here's here's the date they voted, uh, one by one. There's also stories of dead people voting in Nevada. The Federalist on on October 9th said, 92-year-old Fred Stokes Jr. was mailed a ballot in Clark County on October 31st. The county confirmed they received it and marked it complete. The problem, Fred Stokes died in 2017. And you know, all the all the Democrat uh, fraud machine has to do is just go through the obituaries and uh, each time somebody dies, send in a, a, a voter registration and uh, or just go through even for old, old, old obituaries. And we've all heard now how Philadelphia kept Republican poll inspectors from doing their jobs. Here's really Rudy Giuliani on that. In both the Democratic bastions in the state, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, there was a concerted effort to corral 
the Republican inspectors, which they did successfully, so that every one of the mail-in ballots that was supposed to be inspected by a Republican and a Democrat to assure that there wasn't fraud, that's according to the Supreme Court, but we got to see none of them. All of those ballots went through, and they could be 500 dead people, they could be the person, the Democratic worker in the back filling them out as they feed them out. Uh, Once that envelope is separated, there's no way in the world to check its authenticity. Under the law of uh, Pennsylvania, which is the governing law in an election under the Constitution, those ballots are unlawful ballots. So he also described in that press conference, he also described how uh, the poll workers were were kept back. So they were keeping Republican poll voters, uh, poll observers out. And under normal circumstances, you have you have uh, Democrats and Republicans side by side behind each poll worker watching what's going on where they can stand right behind them, which if you look at the videos or the or the pictures that are in there, these poll workers are wearing masks, but they're sitting right next to each other. They're not six feet away. So if the poll observers were wearing masks, why was it? Why did they even have to be six feet away when the other ones were right close together? Because the COVID-19 narrative is whatever works best for the Democrats. Let's just get rid of Trump. You know, and if if that if that makes you mad, if if it doesn't make you mad, it should. So um, so that's that's one issue. But one of the things that that he said that the, the poll observers did see is they saw the poll workers taking the uh, absentee ballots, taking them out of the envelope, not looking at anything, and put the ballot on one stack and put the the envelope on a on a uh, in a trash or the or the uh, or another stack, and realize that when you look at the when you look at the the actual ballots, there's no difference between my ballot and your ballot. There's no difference between the ballots are the ballots, so they're marked. So once you take them aside, you can't tell what's supposed to be the what's supposed to be the way that they check to see if they're valid is they look at the envelope and compare the the signature on that registered voter to the signature on the on the voting registration in their in their records and see if it looks relatively relatively similar. I mean, I could say when I registered to vote years and years ago, my signature has probably changed a little bit, but if you're doing massive massive voter fraud, there's no way you're going to know everybody's signature even if you're good at copying them. There's no way that that you could you could do that many that uh you know would would have taken years. Of course, they had a whole year, they had a whole year of uh, uh, to realize. Oh, we're using COVID. We're going to use COVID for uh, to make it into uh, uh, into uh, all male vote so we can cheat in the election just in case. So you know this. So again, this is why I think a recount isn't going to do the trick. It needs to be a revote. Um, and you know, and so many people voting just for the president because they don't have time to mix mix up all those other all those pesky things that are on the on the uh, on the the ballot besides president, they really didn't care about those. They only want to care about, make sure that, that, that uh, Biden wins and and Trump loses. Um, So here's, there's a, there's a, there's a video that somebody posted on, uh, on Facebook that I've got received from a few of you. And, uh, and I checked it out, did the research to make sure that the story was right. And it was, and it was legit. And I think this will make everybody feel better is that the one thing that the one thing that governs elections whether they start or stop or that the that calls an election is something called a concession speech. A concession speech is not a law. It's a courtesy. But if Trump were to come out and say, hey, I can see the vote. I can see the voters uh, spoke. And uh, hey, congratulations to to uh, Biden and blah, blah, blah. God bless America, all that stuff. From that time, everything stops. OK, he conceded. We don't have to count anymore. 
So you'll remember that uh, Hillary said, under no circumstances should Biden concede because she knows the law. So as long as, as, long as the, there's no concession, they have to keep counting until it's done. And if the vote is within 1%, 1% uh, margin uh, at the end, the states have to do an automatic recount. So the recounts will go on. Georgia already started, and several of these states will have automatic recount. Whether the recount is, is capable of coming to a conclusion or not, um, I, have my, I have my doubts. But as I understand it, they're all hand recounts. So we don't use the Dominion software, but um, that's how I understand it. So if the recount doesn't have any clear, clear winner, or if the, or if there's, if there's, uh, uh, if there's other issues going on that that's uh, inconsistencies or or fraud or anything that's going on that's being challenged, then it goes to the courts. Then the courts will take it and they'll they'll make a ruling on on how to how to fix it. So that may be, hey, revote. And in my eyes, that's a revote. Everybody votes in person. Everybody has an ID, and everybody sticks their finger in the ink like they do in the Middle East. The ink doesn't wear off for ten days, so you can't vote twice unless you cut off your finger. So you wouldn't be able to just wash it off with anything because it just won't go away for ten days. So um, if that, so that's how I think it, it probably should be resolved. So everybody's happy, but then the Democrats can say voter suppression, voter suppression. So now, regardless of, of how the court resolves it, they either resolve it or they don't. But if they can't come to a conclusion that everyone's happy with, it goes to the House of Representatives to decide who's the president. And a lot of people are going to say, oh, my God, that's that's terrible because the, the Democrats control the House of Representatives, except for one little one little detail about that. It goes to the House of Representatives and uh, each state gets one vote. Doesn't matter that. California has many more, uh, many more people or many more electoral votes. When it goes to the House to decide, it's each state gets one, and in that case, it's a huge advantage for for Trump. If you look at the if you look at the map, the map is almost all red except for the very uh, left coast and the very uh, right, the very left and the very right. Everything in the middle is all red because that's where America lives. One other possible solution for the voting, I was talking with the CFO of our company yesterday, and he suggested, hey, we file our, our uh, taxes electronically, and we have a little thing called a social security number that, that isolates you from filing two, report, two, uh, two tax returns. And if, you've already, and if you died, it knows the social security thing pops up that you're dead. Why are you filing a tax return when you're dead? Um, so that would be a good way of doing it. Why the the Democrats keep pushing this no ID and do it by mail because they want to have an opportunity for fraud. But this needs to stop. And it's and in my eyes, if this thing is allowed to stand as it is, are the end of our democratic government in the United States is it's it's over. We because then our our votes are no longer meaningful. They're they're just we're just we just go with whatever the government decides, and that's not the America I grew up in. So uh, let's talk about the fight. Uh, who's supporting the fight? The media has declared Joe Biden the winner. The states haven't declared anything, but the media did. Biden and Harris have accepted. Um, if you saw when they announced it, I don't know if it, Fox News was the first Fox or CNN or ABC or NBC. Uh, they said, hey, Biden's the winner. They gave him Pennsylvania, even though they're still counting. And they declared him the winner Saturday morning. And of course, there's a video of, there's a video of, of Kamala Harris in the park uh, so, so, so just off the cuff, 
you know, it didn't look set up at all. And where she's saying, oh, Joe, we did it. I'm thinking, what did you do? You didn't do anything. All you did, make a couple speeches and stayed in the basement. You didn't do anything. And you let the Democrat machine, they did it. Anyway, and Biden now even has a fancy new blue backdrop behind him that says Office of the President-Elect. So every time he goes on camera to talk about the vaccine or say something profound like, uh, I don't know, wear a mask, we all think he's the president now. And speaking of the vaccine, Andrew Cuomo, whose state has had 33,000 deaths, and of course he, he's writing a book now that, to talk about how, how great he, how, what a great job he did, um, even though we know that uh, the Mercy ship was in New York, New York uh, port and they didn't use it. And he put all these COVID people in nursing homes, uh, which was and made a law that said they could not turn them away. And that's the that was the cause of death for for thousands of people in nursing homes. Um, He says the vaccine shouldn't be released while Trump's still in office. We can't let this vaccination plan go forward the way the Trump administration is designing it because Biden can't undo it two months later. And I've been talking to governors across the nation about that. Uh, how can we shape the Trump administration vaccine plan to fix it or stop it uh, before it does damage? And uh, fortunately, these Republicans are supporting the president are supporting President Trump. Uh, Doug Collins, who's making the recount happen in Georgia. Um, and he didn't run for re-election. I don't know why, um, but he was. I thought he was an up-and-coming star in the in the House. Ted Cruz from Texas, who says he believes there was fraud. Lindsey Graham is talking, ta- is taking it up in the Judiciary Committee, and he says this: I would encourage President Trump if, after all this, he does fall short. We just can't quite get there to not let this movement die. To consider running again, I would encourage him to think about doing it. I really would. I think Lindsey Graham is smoking crack. So uh, in the in the uh, the thought of Trump running again in 2024, Trump is 74 now in four years. So in two years, he'd have to start campaigning again. And I just think once he turns down the volume and eases back, if if in fact he's not our president on January 20th, I just say screw it. I I would have plenty to say in the in the media to have plenty to to say and be involved, but running for uh, but running for a second term at age 78, which is what Biden's doing. Um, would I, would I encourage that? No way. No way. I, I just don't, I just don't think, I mean, for the, for the good of the country, absolutely. But I just don't think Trump, no, he's got $10 billion. He's done everything and he's shown that he's capable, but why would you want to sacrifice the, the final years in your life? I just don't see it. And most importantly, Trump has the support of Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Let's not have any lectures, no lectures about how the president should immediately, cheerfully accept preliminary election results from the same characters who just spent four years refusing to accept the validity of the last election. Yeah, they don't like it when we call Biden an illegitimate president because he's not the president now. And uh, but, you know, realize that they've been calling They've been calling uh, Trump illegitimate. He stole the election from from uh, Hillary. Hillary's still talking about that. You know, she was she was on uh, on uh, some uh, interview and said, well, you know, even if even if Biden gets the most votes, he can still get the the election stolen from him. Uh, You know, I can tell you that for sure. She's still whining about it. She's still all butthurt and can't figure out which way is up because, you know, ah, it's just not fair. I should be president now. 
as she uh, bites off bites off the head of one of her assistants. So uh, with all that going on, you know that hey, you know he shouldn't he shouldn't fight that. He should just he shouldn't so, you know even some Republican wusses like uh, Mitch Romney. Uh, he should just have the grace to uh, just concede and let's let's start the healing. Wrong, wrong, wrong. He doesn't like Trump because Trump told him he lost he lost it because he it was his election to win in 2012 and he blew it. So let's talk about what's going on at Fox. Uh, you know, Fox, you know, what is going on over there? They've slowly become uh, more and more to the left since Rupert, Rupert Murdoch um, built his 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 conservative machine, news news machine, and he's tried to keep it fair and balanced. He always has the Democrat side on there so it doesn't look like he's just pushing the republicans and which is kind of kind of annoying at times but you know it keeps you fair hey let's hear what the other side's saying let's hear what this is and rupert murdoch was about i know 125 years old and he handed it down to his uh his two sons his sons are like 20 something uh progressives and as that as the since that it's gotten more and more liberal and even I, I hear uh, myself and my wife uh, talking about why do they have Juan Williams on there? Why do they keep having that? Why do they leave him on there? He talks such BS. He's so he's so tainted. He can't see past the fact that Trump isn't black, so he's not going to support him. And it's just it's just disgusting. It's almost like watching a CNN and listening to CNN and MSNBC. And why are all those guys have primetime gay people uh, announcing? Is there? Is there a trend there? I don't know. Maybe it's just coincidence that Anderson Cooper and uh, uh, Don Lemon and uh, Rachel Maddow, primetime people, it just seems to be a coincidence that they all happen to be gay and they all happen to be uh, far left crazies. So uh, they're, call- they're calling for, you know, Fox called for Arizona, called Arizona when there's about 30% of the vote. And Arizona is a red state. They called it early, and there's and there's way way too early, and uh, they wanted Trump to concede. And what happened to Janine Pirro? So Janine Pirro was supposed to be talking about election fraud last uh, last Saturday, and instead they bumped her to do extended uh, extended uh, extended coverage of the Biden Harris uh, acceptance speech in front of a in front of a drive-in full of cars honking their horns. With their whole family, even Hunter, you, you know, it just makes you feel makes you feel embarrassed to be an American. Actually, to watch that happening, and uh, there's Hunter Biden, the 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 addict, the deadbeat dad, the 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 crook up there with his daddy on stage. There they are. Hey, we're president. Guess what? You're not. So uh, so the, from the Washington Examiner, they said because she made a very staunch defense of President Trump and wanted to expose the voter fraud that took place, Fox News decided not to air her show. It had extended coverage of Biden's acceptance speech. Newsmax reported Saturday evening. Fox News told Washington Examiner that the report is false. The network ran election coverage last night and Janine Pirro will be back on next week, along with the regularly scheduled programming. A Fox spokes- spokeswoman said, of course, you know, the. The timing of Judge Janine's razor sharp take on the legality of all the voter fraud would have been really perfect last Saturday and Sunday uh, while while everyone was crazy. I know I was watching uh, Steve Bannon on his show, the uh, the War Room, and he he was talking Friday, and he was saying, "Hey, the the machine's in place. Everything's going to be happening. And tomorrow, he's talking on Friday. Tomorrow is going to be a hard day." 
and Sunday is probably going to be a harder day. Don't watch the news. Wait till Monday because they're going to put stuff on TV that's going to make you mad. It's going to get you depressed. Don't watch. And Monday, everything's going to start hitting. Just be be uh, calm about this thing. Um, so I'm wa- I'm watching that, and then you do watch. Then you do watch the news. I tried not to, but you know I'm an addict, so you know you can't keep an addict away. And uh, so I'm watching it, and it just changes the whole mood in your house to uh, to watch that and to watch it unfolding. And Fox was letting it happen. Fox should be the fair and balanced. They should say. Hey, this isn't over. There's a lot of allegations of fraud. This thing has not been called, and let's not let's not post this. But they're the ones out there that spurred it because they they announced it. Hey, we're giving it to Biden. Well, Fox News doesn't make that decision any more than Facebook does, or Google, or uh, or or Twitter. Uh, so they're not they're not who calls calls the uh, election, and it hasn't been called last week. Last week, and this is and you're seeing the you're seeing people are waking up to this. Last week, Fox set the record for becoming the most watched election night coverage in cable news history with 14 million viewers. This week, with conservative viewers tuning out, they dropped to third in the ratings. So CNN, uh, 4.2 million viewers, MSNBC, 3 million, and Fox only 1.73. And what a, what a slap in the face for Fox to be behind MSNBC. Maybe it has to do with some of their hosts referring to uh, refusing to, to cover the voter fraud Let's hear two examples. Sandra Smith interrupting a guest who brought up uh, voter fraud. Just because CNN says, or even Fox News says that somebody's president doesn't make them president. So I think everybody wants to know that this was done properly mm-hmm. and legally. What is happening? Like, Trace, we've results. called it. And I think we have to look into every one of these concerns. Now, Sandra Smith says that didn't happen in front of, while the, while the person was talking. She says that it was, that it was uh, doctored and that was a uh, off camera kind of thing. But maybe she was previewing the, uh, maybe she was previewing the, the lady's statement before they went on air. And, uh, but obviously her vote, her voice, don't know if it was fraud or if it wasn't. But Neil Cavuto, this is fact because I was watching it when it happened. He's, dis- he's dismissing press secretary Kaylee McEnany right in the middle of her speech and just set in and just turned her off and started talking. Listen to what he said. We want every legal vote to be counted, and we want every illegal vote. To well, be well, well. I, I just think we have to be very clear. She's charging uh, the other side is welcoming fraud and welcoming illegal voting. Unless she has more details to back that up, I can't, in good countenance, continue showing you this. Wait, you're okay showing showing the Democrats with their opinions of of what's right and what's not. You're seeing they're they're showing uh, Nancy Pelosi and uh, and uh, Chuck Schumer and every other dirty politician up there saying that oh there's no evidence even uh what was it george stephanopoulos is uh is interviewing uh christy gnome and saying well i've talked to the governors of michigan or the governors of michigan and wisconsin and they told us there's absolutely no evidence of of fraud of fraud well you know what the governors the governors of those states weren't in the in in when the ballots were being uh were being done and maybe they have no evidence that they've seen that doesn't mean it didn't happen. You know, they're all saying, well, there's no, there's no evidence. It's like, uh, like Biden. Here's the answer to, to Biden. Well, hey, no one has ever said that my son broke the law. No, yeah, you're right. He didn't break the law. You broke the law because you allowed him to sell your influence to other countries. And uh, one, one other mention I'll tell you about uh, the influence of other countries um, with this China virus that's going on that the, that the Democrats 
have been using to shut us down simply to win an election. Um, Cause I know that people are, people are out there. They're, they're within big crowds. And as soon as, as soon as the camera turns on, they put on their mask. Chuck Schumer did it in Georgia just this week. And uh, I have a friend who sent me an email saying that uh, his, uh, his daughter in San Diego had passed away this week and she passed away because uh, she got laid off of her job in March and she was struggling to, to, uh, to make ends meet. And uh, she had had uh, a drug issue five years earlier. She'd been clean, clean and in control for five years, living on her own. And I guess they didn't realize how hard this, this shutdown and not being able to work was on her. And, uh, and she went out, she went out and bought some drugs on the street. And apparently they were laced with fentanyl and accidental overdose. And she passed away. You know, you hear, you hear about, you know, COVID people, people are dying of COVID. There's a lot of people that are dying because of COVID, not from COVID. And it's a tragedy to our country. And what do you think Biden's going to do? Well, everyone's going to wear a mask for three more months. They're going to wear a mask into 2021 and 2022. Folks, if this, if this election doesn't get turned around, it's not about Trump or Biden anymore. It's about us. It's about the people of America, and we need we need to stand up and and uh, fight for this thing and encourage our our uh, our Republican our Republican president to to stand strong and all our Republican representatives as well. Hey, anyway, I'm all out of time for this episode of the main event. Keep your eyes open, keep your keep your spirits up, and uh, thanks for listening. I'll be back again with you next week. Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 1814172. Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 31990. Arizona License Number 0925837. Equal Housing Opportunity.